create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. We are on episode 124 and this is Fran Sydney. I am your host today for Create with France, creating the life that you want and how you want it. How is that possible? Sometimes it is about tackling the trauma that is in your life for some reason and I'm going to talk today about something that we might use to regulate our emotions after trauma and something that not a lot of people think as a first help. Tune in to find out what it is. As you know, many people would assume that uh, if you have PTSD or some sort of trauma, you are set up for the rest of your life. You're going to be on medication, you're going to be stuck in your home, you will not be able to relate to other people, you just consumed, you are second and something wrong with you, that's the end. But it's not true, there are so many therapies, there is talk therapy, there is EMDR, there is so much. But one of the things that nobody talks about is how creativity can help you to get out of that stuck moment where we are, when we have trauma that is not being processed and so it's there on the back, it's coming out in a wrong moment, making you act very weird because you can't regulate those emotions. So let's go a little bit deeper. And we're going to do that by talking about Kelvin Ramirez. I'm not sure if I pronounce this correctly, but he sounds Mexican. And he is an associate professor of art therapy at Lesley University. And in 2019, he went to Juarez in Mexico with a group of 13 mental health therapists. What did they do? Some were music therapists, others were expressive art therapists. And they were dance or drama therapists, all these people together. They visited many shelters, some public funding, some governments, very, very large places. And these shelters were hosting about 800 asylum seeker families and children that were in these groups. And um, for some reason, all these asylum seekers have been stranded because at that time there were some popular or unpopular Trump policies, well, I'm not going to talk about policies and politics here, but that's why they were right there. So these 13 people plus uh, Mr. Ramirez went to see what was going on with the people that were stranded. So just imagine 800 people in a very, very large area spread about in a shelter. So you don't have your expanded family, you don't have your routine, you don't have your normal environment or language, food, weather, everything is different. And of course, you do not have your belongings, your furniture, your horse, your dog, your house, it's all gone. So that must be quite a traumatic thing and event for a lot of people. And of course, the researchers went to have deep conversation with the people and with the leaders and to see what was going on in their mind in this very difficult time. 
Perhaps not very surprisingly, they found out that all these people held in these facilities were in trauma responses. So there were people that were dissociated from their experiences, there were other people that were uh, really hypervigilant regarding the condition of a shelter, and um, there were problems with the children, you know, that could not really regulate their emotions at all. And so the researchers set out to help and to really educate the people to help them, not to give them sermons, but to teach them how they could regulate their own emotions, what was um, the difference between what they felt inside and what they could do outside. And they wanted to use creativity, music and the art. So yeah, here is your answer. Yeah, when you have trauma, you might want to use creativity to get out of it. So what was the thing that these researchers did? They got together with these people and they organized them so they could move their body and not just aimlessly go around this shelter area. Uh, so they could sing together in unison and sing nice songs that they like so they could dance. And um, they made them draw and create images of their original country where they had come from. And uh, images also of the spaces that they felt were safe for them. And um, you realize these immigrants were in a huge empty place, you know, with you know, walls or whatever, boundaries or outside, so it didn't really look pretty. I don't think it was full of flowers and balloons and pets and it's nothing. And just them, you know, stranded and with nothing to do. I was just thinking, just a little diversion, what would happen if our prisons became a place where you treat trauma and mental health problems instead of just punishing the people who done horrible things, but what was behind it? Can we uh, treat this and regulate so when people come out, they're able to cope with their own emotion in a, in a less um, confrontational manner and not in a criminal manner? But let's go back to the story. So Mr. Ramirez was describing that we were about 200 children and um, they were asked to design uh, the city they wanted or the park they wanted, whatever they needed. And he observed there was a one 90-year-old boy that was completely dysregulated. So he could not hold his emotions, he could not keep his boundaries, and he was doing things like pushing other people, pushing the kids around, slamming the drums. And, you know, that was uh, very difficult uh, to see while the group of the other children, you know, they've been moving, they've been singing, they've been dancing, so they were embodying a sound, they were letting their emotions out. Well, this boy was still not there, but eventually he joined them and he let out a scream. He took a deep breath, looked up into the sky and he screamed really, really loud and he held his fist really, really tight. And you know what, the whole group imitated that scream. And then they did it again. And you just could see the pressure from a kid's shoulder just release in that cathartic, cathartic scream of what he had experienced. With this and with many other creative activities, change was brought to this shelter. And uh, these health professionals were able to Converse with the parents, talk to the leader, and they understood by talking to them that the children that were held in the camp were holding that anxious energy, all this depression and 
the depressive energy there was in the entire space where they didn't have an, an idea of what was going to happen and when, how long they were going to be there for, what was their life going to be. And there was no way for these young children to express their emotions, to put it in words. There was no outlet for them. So it was important for them to do something. And um, what the researchers did, they did this and many other interventions, which I think was a great idea, and they educated the leaders, the educational institutions, the parents and everyone, and they showed them that research-based science tells us that art-based activities, art-creative-based activities, help to regulate the trauma. And not only that, not only they help the people who have suffered the trauma, but they alleviate the vicarious trauma that is suffer, suffered when we are helping them because we hear the story and we are horrified and we might bring this emotional luggage back home and that might haunt us. So isn't that great? People that were moved to help one another and to find creativity. And if you think about it, in, in lots of schools, the complaint here was in the United States school, um, art and creative stuff has been taken out. But I'm sure that in many other schools, you realize that creative arts are taken off because there is no time, because they are thinking about which school, which college you're going to go to later. And um, creative activities are not really promoted. Or if it is, it's an afternoon thing, it's an afterthought. And a lot of people don't get to uh, to do them because it could be a rather expensive thing to do in your own personal life. And because of that, this outlet for expressing emotion is missing and it's quite a big and serious problem. So when we think about art, we're not talking just Rembrandt or, you know, a nice painting. Art and creativity go with, with dance, with creating things of all sorts and um, architecture, sculpture, music, etc. I mean, there is so much. It's a huge list, you know, poetry. So if we think about it, could it be that we are all hippie and, and we think art is important and it's just only us? Or even people and researchers and uh, people who study this agree. Yes, they do agree that art creativity are very, very important for our well-being because if they allow us to communicate with others, to be part of a community, to belong, to connect to ourselves as well, to our emotions. So what's more important nowadays? In fact, even Einstein said a very famous quote, I hope it's famous to you, he says, we dance for laughter, we dance for tears, we dance for madness, we dance for fears, we dance for hopes, we dance for screams. We are the dancers. We create the dreams. So trauma can be treated with creative arts. And one of them, very important, is music. And I'm not talking about becoming a classical musician that can do all the skills well and can play them. No, there is a lot more than that. But I'm just going to give you an example that was quoted by Asal Abibi, that's a lady, who is an associate research professor of psychology at the uh, University of Southern California. 
Now, Asal has been working in Los Angeles and she has worked with a group of very young children who are part of the youth orchestra of Los Angeles. And um, there was a program called Yola with a Y. So basically, for those who don't know, I didn't know until today, but the, the YOLA program is just connected to the Los Angeles Philharmonic and provides really good quality music training to those kids who wouldn't get it otherwise and are at risk of falling off the, um, the system, you know? So there are people, maybe they had um, parents who were holding multiple jobs, they didn't have time or resources to give musical education to their own children, And so these children went four times a week to attend a music community program. This program was basically inspired by El Sistema, which is a very, very well-known Venezuelan music education program. And so basically all they do is they give to every child a musical instrument so he can express himself. And as you might know, the, the mantra of El Sistema is that the music education is a human right. And um, the co-founder of the system, Jose Abre, I don't know the pronunciation if it's correct, sorry, um, he insisted that uh, the fact that we, the human right of music education, should be written in the, to the Venezuelan constitution. He won, they got it written there. He passed away recently. So I think that was great that Jose had this great principle in his mind. But going back to this program that was um, held in Los Angeles, basically it has shown over the years and systematically that the children who were able to take this musical, musical program Uh, when compared to other children who were given instead sport activities, they stood out in hearing skills, in auditory perception, in language development. So there was a great achievement. And of course, when, uh, when these two or three aspects of their life improve, their self-confidence gets higher. But the interesting thing is that the researchers noticed some changes in their brain frontal network which is the part that is responsible for um, executive function, for uh, making decisions, for making plans. And so these networks were a lot more engaged. And so these children developed a improvability to delay a reward so they could have a better one in the future instead of just wanting something immediately. And um, as you know, this is a really good predictor to, to know if their cognitive and social development is going to be good, you know, and, and so it helps people to make plans of their life better because their brain is working better. I think it's great. As usual, the researchers went to talk to the parents and, and say, you know, have you noticed anything different with your child? And they did say that their children were not as aggressive as before, they were not that hyperactive, and their connection with the parents, their relatives, the community was so much more improved. They were showing compassion, they were more empathetic. And so, you know, the idea is being brought forward that uh, we should bring back to the schools high quality art programs because they do improve cognitive development and social well-being because when we are teaching the arts we are helping with with teaching control expression of our emotion in, in a good way 
And, you know, as Plato said, the music and rhythm find their way into the secret places of the soul. And music is for everyone. And once you give music to people, I mean, just watch um, that movie from the 80s, Sister Act, when a fake nun enters the convent and, and they bring music into the community. That is what brings people together. As you can see with some kind of dance, you know, um, it's important that people can get this because when they're feeling isolated, the music is missing. When we feel that there is crime and there are gangs and there's nothing to do, why don't we give them music? Why don't we give them art? Why don't we get them the chance to occupy their soul in a different way and find a channel to their frustration, to their sadness, a channel that is good for them and, and it helps to heal the soul? So I think that this is a great thing to keep in mind. When you are dealing with a person in your classroom, in your home, in your church, in your youth group, in your Boy Scout, and this person seems to be completely out of range. Sometimes, you know, there are syndromes, there are ADHD. I know there are lots of problems, but sometimes it's this inability to regulate our emotion due to the fact we do not have an outlet to get the emotions out. So do research, do they have trauma, is there something there going on? And if you can help, maybe sometimes creative activities are the thing that can be used to help these children and teenagers and the adults as well to feel better and to be able to say what we want to say without killing themselves, killing somebody else, without self-harming, etc. etc. So it's a way of expressing yourself without causing damage. So I really hope you will be able to enjoy music making and creativity and similar things. Listening is okay if you cannot make it and enjoy the connection, especially this week. We have a Christmas week ahead. Today is the 19th of December 2022 and you know it's almost the new year but now we have Christmas. Such a great time to see art, to see creativity and to see music. Um, yeah, I know what I mean, see music, but see around you that there are all these things. You can buy something that has music with it. Yeah, you got me. And I can't wait to, to enjoy all this and to bask in the lovely spirit of Christmas and especially the lovely, happy Christmas movies. They put you all in a good mood, although sometimes a little bit cheesy, but that's okay. That's what we need now. So thank you for being with me and Merry Christmas to everyone. Take care. Bye. You have listened to Create with Franz Sydney.